As Earth Keepers, we hold wisdom about our planet within our bodies learned through lifetimes of experience on Earth and throughout the cosmos. I'm Amy Dempster, a shamanic practitioner and your host for the Earth Keepers podcast, and I'm on a journey to reconnect with my soul family, the other Earth Keepers, grid workers, portal tenders, land stewards, and nature lovers around the world. On this podcast, you won't find gurus or dogma, just a safe space where I share personal stories from my spiritual journey. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Earth Keepers podcast. Earlier this month, I had the pleasure of hosting a series of calls on Zoom with Earth Tenders Academy students that we called Inspirations for Healing the Earth. I truly love hearing from students all about the different ways they're discovering and remembering their own special skills and magic through this course and wanted to share some of their stories with you. Today's episode is the second in this series that I'll be sharing throughout the month of December. I always remind students on our monthly live calls to do their best not to compare themselves to others. We all receive intuitive information differently, and if we focus on how someone else is doing it, we may totally miss what's special about how we can do it. And I think these conversations illustrate that perfectly. Today's discussion is for anyone who feels like they're just getting bits and pieces of information that don't seem to fit together or answer their big questions. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Stacy Moody is an author, artist, and army veteran living in Minnesota who was trying to answer this question for herself a few years back. When a very specific location near her house started drawing her in, she wasn't sure what the message was or what she needed to do. And that's when she joined the Earth Tenders Academy and the story began to unfold. Here's my conversation with Stacy Moody. Let's get started and, and jump in. First of all, thank you everybody for being here and joining us this evening or tomorrow if you're on the other side of the world. I'm really excited to have all of you here live with us. And for everyone who's watching the recording, I think you're going to love this conversation as well. A backstory if you weren't here last night. So obviously, I get the opportunity to hear from a lot of people who uh, join the Earth Tenders Academy and use it uh, as I intend it to be, you know, a little bit of information, but a lot of kind of personal experiences and that through your personal experiences, through the meditations and, and going out and connecting with the land, that you discover your own personal gifts and your own special relationship with nature and with the spirits of the land. And so oftentimes I either hear, you know, stories that are shared in our, our private Facebook group, um, just for earth tenders, or, you know, people will DM me or send me an email and they're the coolest stories. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, nobody else gets to hear all these amazing stories and we should share them. And we should, you know, obviously just the small group that we have this week is a tiny sampling of, you know, all of the amazing people and, and all of the amazing stories that come from doing this work. but. I just wanted to kind of get together a group of people that we all could learn from and also just be like creatively energized because, you know, that's what it is for me sometimes is I hear how other people are adapting this work or doing these things and approaching things differently and it gets my creative juices flowing and, and it makes me want to go out and try new things. And so 
I, um, I'm excited to share these conversations. So the intent, of course, is for it to be very uh, collaborative. So please do not hesitate to um, drop your questions in, uh, in the chat if you're on Zoom or in the comments if you are on Facebook. And I will share them as they come through. Uh, any, you know, any comments that you might have. And I don't know if anybody else has any, you know, personal experiences with this specific location, um, but that'll be interesting to hear as well. Uh, let me find Stacy on here so that I can ask her to unmute. Bada bing, bada boom. Are you on? Let me unpin myself. Hello, hello, welcome. Hello, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine, yes. All right. Well, welcome. We're so excited to have you here. And I love that you have all your artwork in the background. Stacy is a wonderful artist, photographer. In fact, if you follow her online, you will find all of her amazing kind of time-lapse nature photography, especially lots of clouds and sunsets and sunrises. So beautiful and inspiring. And, um, and yeah, as I mentioned, are you in Minneapolis or St. Paul specifically? Um, closer to Minneapolis. Well, okay. Minneapolis. Bloomington. Okay. Yeah. So in right, right down the street, got it. Yes. Right. You know, in the, in the city there. And I think you've been in the Earth Tenders Academy, maybe two years or so, year and a half. A year. Yeah. A year. Okay. Time flies. <laughs> I was, I, I checked Instagram to see when I first sent you that message on Instagram. Yeah. And that was in February of last year. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, so tell us a little bit kind of about your background or um, kind of your initial spiritual awakening, whatever you feel comfortable sharing um, that kind of led you to this path initially. I had been getting um, the nudge to move probably around 2018, 19, and um, I wasn't budging, so... (laughs) (laughs) first was just like okay when you get back from Puerto Rico we're going to make the situation uncomfortable so you're not going to be able to stay at home I went on a trip in um 20 geez the years have gone by so fast it's like trying to pinpoint something in time it's it's kind of weird but I think it was 2018 that I went to Puerto Rico when I came back where I lived there had been water damage in the apartment that I lived in. They had to come in. There was like mold and everything. So they had to come in and take the, uh, you know, like open up the ceiling and I had to move. I had to leave, be gone while they did the work on the apartment. And so my insurance company put me up for a month and it was here in Bloomington, actually, where I, where I ended up staying at a hotel while they fixed everything. And I don't know. I just kept getting the the urge to purge stuff from home, like um, getting rid of old furniture, just like a, a totally new start. And I ended up hotel hopping for probably about a month here in Bloomington. And one day I was, I don't remember where I was going, but I ended up looking for a new place to stay. I was like, okay, this is my cue to really start looking for somewhere else because the old place is it was, it was time to go. Yeah. And one day I was going down the street and a number caught my eye. I don't want to say the number on my street, but well, it was 3033. So there were all these synchronicities that kept happening saying, 
come here, come here. <laughs> this is the place. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I came and ended up moving here. And I don't know, it's like the corner is like a little magical corner. And it's not too far from Pike Island, actually. I didn't realize that I was moving closer to Pike Island. <laughs> you were being drawn towards it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, where, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, somebody saying that they were nervous and I actually was a little bit nervous too. So I, I don't know if you saw me over here trying to. <laughs> I didn't see you. <laughs> we're all we're all good. It's always so nerve wracking to, to get on a video and yeah. talk off the top of our head. So yeah. we appreciate you being here and sharing your story. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do I write out? Do I write it out like a timeline of how everything went, <laughs> went with whatever comes up and whatever flow, whatever how the flow goes to say it that way to share? But, yeah. Well, had you been to Pike Island before this time or was this totally, was it a totally new location? I had not, I hadn't been there exactly. (laughs) I'd been surround going around it, like maybe going down a trail. Yeah. Because Pike Island, it's the, where the Minnesota and the Mississippi River meet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it, you know, ends up being just the Mississippi and I would always drive by or actually I drove across the bridge where the Mississippi is for like 17 years. Yeah, that's right. You went back and forth over it. I remember. (laughs) At that time, I I didn't I didn't know that there was any kind of connection or or that Pike Island was calling me in any kind of way. But where did I where did I just stop off? Well, you found this place that you're living now, right? And that was after your hotel hopping was over. So I think that's when things kind of started unfolding for you, right? Or you were were starting to figure, try and figure out like, what's happening here? (laughs) What am I being asked to do? (laughs) Yeah. And I just kept, when I would go for a walk or something, I'd I'd go down the, the trail by Pike Island. And I kept noticing that, everything was always Pike Island this, Pike Island that in my head. And I'd always end up in the vicinity. So I eventually took a visit to the actual island and it was just so magical. The foliage, the the entryway, there's like Mm -hmm. an arch of trees. Oh yeah. And I think I reached out to you when... I think I found following hawks somewhere and just started reading about, you know, how there might be like a portal or something somewhere if trees are bendy and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually got your portal book. Yeah. I um, ended up doing research after I um, reached out to you with just, I think I told you just some little cool stories that have been going on about just continuing to be called to the area of Pike Island and the course, the Earth Tenders Academy kind of pushed me to, to do research on it. Like, why is this place calling me? So I might as well look it up and see what Pike Island is all about. And um, it led me to, to find out that that was the place where the, um, the Dakota Indians were held in an intermittent camp around the time of the Dakota Wars of 1862. Right. And 
I think what ended up happening, they they actually had a mass execution of some of the Dakotas in Mankato, not too far from me, where they um, executed like 300 of the, of the warriors or the fighters. And they ended up moving all of the, the children, the women and the elderly who were on the on Pike Island to some other location, I think in maybe South Dakota or something like that. But yeah, the, that's probably when they were moved to the reservation, I, I would assume. Yeah. I'm trying to remember some of the, the history as well, but I think it was, there was the, the war that happened in that area, but there was really, you know, as I think with most of the history that a lot of us, you know, learned in school or read in books or whatnot, you know, was really kind of told in a very one-sided story. And that this was such a sacred place for the indigenous people of that area and for then, you know, them to be held there. It was over one winter, wasn't it? I think it was mm-hmm. a, months over a winter, but I, yeah, I think with are. very little probably food or, you know, any kind of resources. And so a lot of people died there before they ever got to removing many to another location. And so really a lot of a lot of heavy energy in that location because mm-hmm. in addition to all the lives that were lost on the actual island i found out after doing further research of the area that even the roads that i'd been driving over for years and years are actually burial mounds mm. so wow that was pretty uh, it was sad. yeah but yeah. so what I ended up doing, I think um, I found, I don't know if it was through you or stuff just kind of falls into my lap or in my vicinity when it's, you know, something that I, I that I'm to act on. Yeah. And it, some type of prayer or meditation for, you know, apologizing to the land. Yeah. Was that the Ho'oponopo? No, it wasn't it was that. Something different. Okay. So I did that. Because they have a um, like a memorial, like a like a gazebo type thing where they have um, they have a really uh, special. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it has um, the flowers, some flowers in it. It's like mm-hmm. a mandala, mandala type thing with a lot of the the representation of the Dakota. It was it was good to pay my respects and to honor the land and to be appreciative and. Yeah, and just spread that kind of energy. And I and I noticed that after I did that, I would go back to visit. It just seemed like more people would be there visiting at um at Pike Island and Fort Snelling. And the actual they actually had a tour. I saw someone on a tour where some of someone was actually describing, you know, talking about what happened there and giving background on the Dakota. So I thought that was that was really good. Yeah. So a big energy shift after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if I remember right, you had a lot of things that were really kind of unfolding on your own personal journey as well, while you were kind of visiting, or maybe, you know, as you got deeper into working with these place or this place in particular, that, that there was really more coming through for you on, on your journey as well. And I don't know how much you, you feel comfortable sharing about that, but <laughs> so much, maybe whatever sticks out in my brain, I'll just talk about that. When I was doing research 
about the actual exploration, um, the name, how the Pike Island's name became, and it was uh, named after Zebulon Pike. And he was um, an explorer who found the area and decided that he wanted it to be, he wanted to, to buy the land for it to be a, it was protection of, it was a big trade area too at the confluence. Yeah. And that was something that I, I left out that the Dakota consider that a sacred place. They call it Bedote and it's the, they consider the place of creation. But Zebulon Pike, since he was involved in the purchase of the land in Fort Snelling, they named it after him. So I was like, well, let me just do some research on this old Zebulon Pike. (laughs) (laughs) And it was interesting to see how similar some things between him and I were. Yeah. Um, He was a... um, he was he journaled a lot on his expeditions and they ended up using his journal entries as some type of guide for future expeditions. Oh, wow. And it's funny that I do a whole lot of journaling, too. And, and even the style that he journaled in is was kind of the same way that I journal. So I found that interesting, too. He was the same sign as me. Um, he was from a military family, same as me. So yeah, that, that so you were was, feeling some maybe some soul family connection there to, <laughs> yeah, to Zebulon Pike. <laughs> to Zebulon doing yeah. doing some healing maybe from that <laughs> energy line. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was something that stood out as far as something that stood out to let me know that this is what you you should you should be doing. You have some type of connection to it so this is where you need to be and what you need to be doing and I don't know it kind of taught me how to to figure out what my signs were when I'm out in nature Mm -hmm. because a lot of times um when I would go somewhere and even at Pike Island but it ended up being beyond Pike Island I get a, a sign that I'm in the right place a leaf will just fall and float in front of me that's awesome. <laughs> but it happens often enough now that you know yeah. like, that's my but, sign. Okay. That's <laughs> my, here. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And what else? Um, just connecting with the the trees, some of the trees in the neighborhood. Uh, there's a wildlife refuge not too far from me. And there's a, a an old tree there that that I connect with and that I go and just I'll go and either take my rattle or or just myself sometimes and I'll just go sing or meditate or just go if I just need the fresher air or I need a breather or I'm you know I need a little pick me up I'll 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 go there and there's another tree in the neighborhood that I was drawn to I don't know it seems like the trees were like maybe the grandfather tree the grandmother tree and then there's um Mother Lake, not too far from me. Um, oh, that's right. We worked with that one a little bit, didn't we? Which was dried out. Um, yeah. But, you know, connecting with, with that, it was kind of, you know, telling me, you know, that, you know, you need to drink more water, you know, you need to, to fill yourself up, you know, and not deplete yourself. Yeah, the Mother Lake was really interesting because if I remember right, it was, 
I think a lot of the the area around it had been shifted. Either they put, was that where the freeway or like an off ramp or something was right past it? And so, and then the lake had really been um, just drained or, I mean, I don't think we knew exactly what had happened to it, but it was like, so I, I, it felt like it identified so strongly with, you know, the name mother, right? Like that it was this mothering energy that had been drained and dry and had nothing to give and was really feeling that it couldn't, (laughs) uh, that it couldn't, couldn't do what it was supposed to do for this area. So that was, that was a really, really interesting spot to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if if there's anything else that really stands out. Well, what was the, um, what was the goddess that we worked with? Sekhmet. Yes. Such a powerful energy. Yeah. Really amazing. time period where I don't know there was just all kinds of synchronicities as far as colors I was drawn to just information I was drawn to and I have a plant called Sekhmet now (laughs) (laughs) that energy I had never worked with with her or her energy before I think I napped for like two hours after it is powerful energy yeah. that was, it was crazy and earth tenders whenever I would go on the calls and and different things with you I would always fall asleep it was like that's right that's right and what I mean so how has that you know has that shifted or changed at all or have you kind of figured out the key to kind yeah, of when I, you're falling asleep in meditations <laughs> yeah it doesn't it I don't I think it was just that whatever was going on with that situation. Yeah, I don't really. So it pretty much cleared out. Because I think that happens to a lot of people who are just like, you know, you sit down to meditate and then you're out. You just totally fall asleep. Yeah. 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 So Deborah's asking how we helped the mother like, and I'm trying to remember the exact details. Do you remember? I know we did some energy work with it. Yeah. I ended up using my rattle and I spoke in another language, so I don't know exactly what I was saying. So, yes, that's right. <laughs> Channeled some light language, I think, <laughs> and did a lot of clearing. Mm-hmm. And I did we reconnect it to another body of water, I think, that it had maybe been cut off from, you know, all on an energetic basis. But it's been it's been a little over a year now. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, very much. Um, have you noticed any difference? I don't know where it I don't know where the water comes from. If it's like Mother Lake runoff or it's in a weird spot. It's mm-hmm. at the end of the Minneapolis International Airport. That's right. It's kind of not connected to water on on any sides. It just got disconnected like from everywhere else and is just kind of yeah, if I remember right, like it's like kind of a roundish lake as lakes are and like there's a road or a highway or something that loops right around the side of it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the highway. Yeah. And now everybody's asking about segment. So um, mm-hmm. Heather says she works, uh, she works with segment as well. But do you want to share how she came came into your life or started working with you? For me, it was just I'll see a post and if it's something that resonates me with me, I'll just look into it. But I don't I don't really remember what exactly things just move so quickly from. Yeah. From, from and you did have a plant connection. I remember that you were like gifted a plant or got a plant or there was some connection with that as well. 
Yes. So that must have been your segment plant. But yeah, that was, she came in to assist us when we were doing that work there in that location. I just remember it was a lot of clearing, a lot of like lifting really dense, mm-hmm. heavy energy kind of up out of, out of the earth in that location. And it was, yeah, yeah it was powerful. So yeah, Sekhmet is a, is a goddess energy. Was she connected to Egypt? Trying to remember now. Yeah. I looked her up after we worked <laughs> with her, but I haven't worked with her before. So um, yeah, an Egyptian, an Egyptian goddess. And do you remember the details? Is it like connected? I feel like she was connected to maybe, she had like a lot of almost like different types of things. Like fertility and war, and wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, it was something, something nice and something fierce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of um, dichotomy <laughs> in her energies. And Heather said she works with her too, so she might have some some insight as well. But yeah, if you if you look her up, there's there's a lot of information about her online, and that was that was pretty amazing. Well, anything else that you'd like to share with us about kind of what has happened since then or how much I know uh, that was kind of like a really intense, like you say, a period of time where like all of this kind of information was, was coming in. I, I know you do a lot of channel painting and writing. And <laughs> yeah, if I have anything written in here, I've got my notebook that I would take with me when I would go out to Pike Island sometimes. Oh, here. So Heather says she's the goddess of war, chaos, pandemics, and healing. Okay. <laughs> and not for the faint of heart. I would agree based on my, <laughs> my one experience. <laughs> it was awesome, but it was like powerfully awesome. <laughs> you must be strong to work with her. She does not play. Yeah, I was just going to say you wouldn't want to casually invoke her energy. That That would not be... Uh, the sense that I would that I would get she would yeah she has a lot a lot of energy so yeah I just remember needing a nap (laughs) I think in hindsight going back to Pike Island I think in 2008 ish I passed out on that bridge where Pike Island and I was I fell asleep behind the wheel in my car on this bridge but I didn't at that time I had no idea about Pike Island so it's just kind of interesting to to think about it now and and to think that way back then spirit was trying to call me (laughs) tapping on your shoulder (laughs) getting your attention well obviously you were okay on that bridge when that happened that had to be very scary and yeah I think it's really interesting you know how many and I think that this happens for a lot of us where we get these kind of callings but trying to put the pieces together can be a real challenge you know when you're you're trying to speak spirit (laughs) uh, or they're trying to speak English one of the two but yeah really trying to take kind of all of these pieces and put them together and I think we're used to living in this very, um, you know, linear world and a very logical headspace. And so being able to set those things aside and say, okay, maybe I don't know, maybe I'm not going to know anytime soon, but let me just see what the next step is. And let me just see, 
where do I go next from here? And then what happens? And I think that's when these really amazing kind of adventures <laughs> unfold over time. And, you know, it's, I, I think that you, you would probably agree that, you know, I, you get called to a place maybe because there's some healing work that it would like you to assist with, but ultimately it always ends up assisting us with our healing as well. And I just think that that's, that's such a, a beautiful process. I mean, do you have any, I guess, words of wisdom for anybody who is kind of in that process of, you know, oh, I'm, I'm kind of getting this knowing, but I don't know what it is or what to do about it? I say just follow the breadcrumbs. If you just get a little a little tap to do this, <laughs> a little tap to click here, a little tap to go there or look up information or if the name comes to you or anything like that, just to follow the nudges. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, on last night's call, we were also talking about how with what Deborah was doing, how much of it sometimes is like a um, detective work, <laughs> you know, feeling like you're a detective. But um, this is kind of the same way too. And a lot of what I do, I feel the same way where I'm getting like a piece and a piece and a piece. And then all of a sudden there's something, there's a book or somebody sending me an email or something, you know, where it's like, oh, that just put all of this, all of these random pieces together for me. But sometimes that can take, you know, six months or a year or longer, or, or I have that insight and I, you know, I feel like I have a good grasp on it and another six months or another year later, a whole nother piece comes in and I look at it from a totally different perspective. And I just, to me, that's part of the fun of, <laughs> of the whole thing. And you know, kind of following exactly the breadcrumbs and, and putting the pieces together. But it is a real shift for a lot of us, I think, of like not knowing and being able to release the need to know for sure or know like exactly what what was your connection with this place and, you know, how how did you get to exactly this place at exactly this time? And it's just so fascinating. And just looking in the chat here. Okay. I missed one at the beginning. I think Crystal was just saying that uh just love how spirit shoves us out the door, talking about when <laughs> when you had to move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh when we don't want to voluntarily move happened to me twice now. I'm Torian and like my home life rather than change. Now I'm trusting more in spirit and everything works out for the best. It's true. I'm a Taurus rising, so I get it. I like to have my space all arranged and comfortable. <laughs> Very much so. And yeah, I saw a note. So Heather, yeah, Heather, I'm glad you found us here. She said she just happened to see the email and get connected and hop on the chat and is refreshed to find others doing the same work that she's doing. So we're glad that that you found us and, and you're joining us here. Elizabeth says, that's cool, Heather. Same thing happened to me tonight, although I have only been called specifically since 2019. However, as I think it through, I have been getting tugs since I was a child. Yeah, I love what you're saying about following the breadcrumbs and leaning into not knowing. It is so, so true. And I've gotten better over the years, but I realized how much it really was like kind of an undoing of my brain in many ways of being able to be okay with, you know, I feel like the times come when it's just like, oh, this is a research phase, right? And I can kind of go down the rabbit hole and read a bunch of things and look. And there's other times, and sometimes people ask me like, oh, didn't you ask about that? Or didn't, don't you want it? And I'm like, nah, I don't know. It'll, it'll come. <laughs> and, and that's a big departure probably from, from where I started. <laughs> Marie says, do you have, are you talking to us? 
Marie to and to Stacy as well. Do you have anyone in your world that you can share all of this with, or is it only through Earth Tenders Academy? I used to share it with my son, but he moved to Indiana. So. <laughs> Not right there anymore. Yeah. I mean, I can talk about it to a few people, but no, I don't know if anybody really gets it. <laughs> so no, I guess I don't have anyone other than Earth Tenders there and Amy to talk about it with. Well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of, well, obviously I'm, you know, completely transparent at this point. I think everybody knows what I'm up to, but uh, I think that happens. That that's kind of how it unfolds for a lot of us. Is you just feel like there's nobody who understands me or who I feel comfortable sharing with. So it is nice when we have a community to to talk to and to talk openly and not feel like other people are totally glazing over. <laughs> I listened to another nudge um, back in March of this year. Um, Spirit told me to go up north and paint for three days. Yes. Tell us about that. I have a sacred spot that I like to go to in Duluth, Minnesota, uh, where Lake Superior is. Mm -hmm. And I went there once a few years ago, just a random getaway trip, but it ended up being more of a spiritual trip. This is years ago. I, I ended up energy work, I suppose it was, but it was connecting with the, with the water and dealing with the, uh, with the child trafficking energy that was there. Mm -hmm. That felt rewarding to be a part of that. So I I ended up really liking to go to Duluth. So in March this year, when I went there, spirit was just like, take, bring this with you, bring this crystal, bring this, bring that, go buy this orange piece of chiffon um, material. And I'm just like, okay, what? What are we making? (laughs) (laughs) And so I had lofty goals of going up there to for three days to paint 33 pictures and blah, 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 blah. But (laughs) it it didn't turn out that way. Um, It ended up being healing, restorative, ancestral. I know my ancestors were with me and the the paintings that I did, and it's not these right here that that I have around me, but I have yet to release the co- the collection. Um, but it's called the I Am Here collection, and I don't know the the names of the paintings. Everything was just it was just a real spiritual thing, and I I, I can't really explain it. But there's going to be a, a, a storytelling piece along with the art that that I did while I was up there. And that's what is attached to a lot of my art now is a lot of storytelling. Um, There's usually a reason behind whatever it is that I'm drawing or if I'm working through something. I I, I usually get a a nudge to, to, to draw something and then there's a story behind it. And that's for these paintings by me as well. I um, stepped out of my comfort zone and because I haven't shared a whole lot of my artwork because I just pretty much started doing it this year. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I'm a veteran, Army veteran. And um, for Veterans Day, there's a group that I'm a part of called Warrior Writers, and they've held an online exhibition 
And I was like, okay, let me step out of my zone and like actually <laughs> do it and you know, do the research to find out, you know, all the, the process of submitting artwork for an exhibition that consisted of like taking pictures of the artwork, which you have to do a certain way. You can't just take it to Kinko's and scan it. Um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still, I, I was still working on that part, the size of the files and stuff like that. But for the artwork that I decided to do that with, it was something that I already had the story written out for because I do a lot of journaling. And these manipulation focus control and curiosity were all spirits that I was dealing with, energies that I was dealing with. And there's a story behind each of, of the paintings. So that's that's live on the exhibition warehouse. Uh, yeah, and, and Stacy shared that uh, link with me. I get to, and it's actually cool because you walk around like virtually through this <laughs> art gallery. So you kind of, I had to find her <laughs> where you're at, but we can show that link. So there's a, a, a thing there. You, could have found it quicker by going to the the catalog. Like there's a oh okay, you can just look at a list Pick of who names. you want to look at. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, Elizabeth was asking how it comes out in your painting and, the, and this kind of energy work. And so it sounds like in at least in the case of these that that were behind you, like like you say, they were specific energies that you were working with. So do you find that it's like the, that there's information coming through or that it's clearing energy or like how how do you kind of experience that that work through um, your painting? So I I, I kind of start with a blank canvas, you know, no thoughts prior to of what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it. It's just thinking about whatever energy or spirit that I'm dealing with. And I kind of meditate and it just comes out and I, I do a lot of abstract work so yeah whatever needs to just kind of whatever however my whatever the acrylic wherever whatever the paint leads me to to draw is is what comes out. out I love it <laughs> and uh inquiring minds want to know what spirit wanted you to do with the orange chiffon <laughs> oh um I use that to adorn my body Ah, I ended up wrapping it around me in all different kinds of ways while I painted. Very cool. So something must have been something about the color and probably the actual material as well. It's awesome. So Crystal says, with regards to the items that Spirit wants us to take to various places, is there anything that someone on this Zoom link needs? Cool question. Maybe one of us has an item we'd be willing to share, send with somebody. And if there's something specific someone's looking for, you can absolutely uh, put it in the chat. But if not, um, certainly share it in the Facebook group because, yeah, I've had that that thought before as well about uh, like a medicine exchange, right? Uh, if there's a plant that you have plenty of that you could share or, you know, maybe you have crystals that you're no longer using or whatever that they could find new homes with people who need those things. So, yeah, good idea, Crystal. And yeah, Marie says, thanks for serving. And Elizabeth says, Stacy, it's so cool. The storytelling piece with the art and it looks like the words come through in your pieces too. Can you hold a, ple- a piece closer to the camera and tell us about it? Yeah, um, let me see. Which one sparked it? Oh, this is what sparked. There was something going on um, that 
triggered me on um, Facebook and NASA was wanting to go do something up there and figure out something on the planets. And I was just like, just <laughs> can you just figure out what's going on here first and you know, what's going on on Earth and not go they're over it they're just moving on to the next planet (laughs) (laughs) so I dealt with the spirit of curiosity with the energy of curiosity and so when I worked with it it was pretty much um just me dealing with it on a personal level not not trying to control what's going on in the world but control not control but deal with my with how I experienced curiosity so I while I painted you know I thought about the fact that curiosity is okay you know it's it's an it's a necessity you know but balance is the lesson in each of these things you know they're all needed in some kind of way but balance so don't not to be so upset about seeing what other people are doing with their curiosity, with manipulation, with control and focus, but to make sure that I'm balanced with the way that I use those things. Like read about it on the, um, the <laughs> I added the link in the, in the Zoom chat there and I'll have to put it on the Facebook chat as well. Um, and it's interesting too, because, you know, I think, you know, that those words tend to have either a positive or a negative connotation. And so to think about them as like, what's the balanced version of, of this word? Like, is there, is there a possibility that you could be too curious (laughs) as well? I think that's really an interesting concept to explore. Yeah. And just using, using things for good, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, Crystal says, I remember reading about an artist who was guided to take her original artwork to specific locations and place it on the earth. The frequency was exchanged with the location. Yeah, I love that idea. I have to just make sure I save the chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know how you do that, but I know you can. I know. There's three dots at the bottom of the box. On the three dots? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Save chat. So yeah, if anybody wants to uh, (laughs) save the links in there. Yeah, definitely. I can't see from this far over here with my glasses. Yeah. And Jamie says, I've been feeling a connection with smoky quartz, but hasn't found one who wants to work with me yet. So if anybody's got a smoky quartz that you feel belongs to uh, Jamie, send send her a DM. Let's see. So Crystal says, with all the control going on in the world, it's great to launch curiosity out to the cosmos. Keep it alive. Uh, like that you have the infinity symbol in the painting too. Yeah. And Heather says, thanks. Thanks us both for the, for our chat, for the call. So yeah, Elizabeth says, I love how curiosity has percolating rhythms and energy to the marks you have made and fluidity to the lettering. Oh, wow. Very <laughs> cool. And manipulation. Oh, show that one again. Says it has tentacles in the font. I feel <laughs> it. I felt like it was almost like streets, right? Like it was going, <laughs> taking different routes. <laughs> I do a lot of time lapsing when I when I do the art too. So there's some there's there's some some video that's to come is to come with is to come my art too. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on the hour mark. So if anybody has any other questions or thoughts, be sure to put them in the chat so we can catch them before we uh, hop off the call. But 
Let us know, Stacey, where people can find you other than, than the actual art exhibit. I know you have a website, you have a book. So tell us, tell us about how we can find you and connect with you. Okay. My website currently, I'm revamping it soon, but you can, you can still look at it now to see the old me. <laughs> um, www.letusprogress.net. Perfect. Like your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then on social media, on Instagram, I, I deactivated my Facebook for a little while. I don't know when I'm going to reactivate it, but I'm on Instagram at let us progress. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for sharing. I know it's nerve wracking for everybody yeah. to hop online and share their stories yeah. in front of everybody, but we appreciate you being really so generous in the beginning. <laughs> What's that? I said I was really nervous at the beginning. <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to do it, even though you're nervous. And oh yeah, your website. You said letusprogress.net, right? Yes. I'm oh, excited for the revamping of the website too. I'm kind of simplifying everything and it's turning from whatever it is right now to more focused on my art and more focused on storytelling. And yeah. Yeah, I love it. And everybody is saying thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your art. I thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, make sure that you go connect with Stacy on her Instagram or her website and check out her art in the exhibit. And yeah, we're just, just so happy that you could be here. And I'm happy all of you were able to join us. Did you enjoy that conversation with Stacy? I especially loved hearing about her process for working with different words and concepts through painting. I've included a link in the show notes to the Veterans Art Show that Stacy's Art is featured in. You can also see her art in the video from our discussion. I've included a link in the show notes to the YouTube video and to her Instagram account. And if you're feeling drawn to join us in the Earth Tenders Academy, where you can explore your own unique gifts and messages from spirit, we would love to have you. There's a link in the show notes for you to learn more. I really hope this conversation captured your imagination and I will be back next week with the next conversation in this series. Have a great week and I will see you back here next Tuesday. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Earth Keepers podcast. I'm so honored to share this journey with you. I would love it if you join me and other Earthkeepers from around the world in the Following Hawks Earthkeepers community on Facebook. To find the show notes, additional resources, or learn more about working with me, go to earthkeeperspodcast.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the multiverse.